Welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Wiedrich from CapturingTheCharmLife.com. If you are a homeschool mama challenged by doubt, not sure you can do this homeschool thing. If you're a homeschool mama challenged by overwhelm, there are just too many things to do. Or if you are a homeschool mama unsure that the way you're showing up in your homeschool isn't the way you want to be showing up in your homeschool, then this is the podcast for you. I'm here to encourage you in your homeschool journey to help you strategize ways to turn your homeschool challenges into your homeschool charms. So welcome, homeschool mama. Today, I'm going to do something a little different. If you and I haven't met and you haven't heard my homeschool story, or you're only learning a little bit about me tangentially through the interview discussions that I have with my guests, then I'm going to let you peek into my world in a unique way. And this is how I'm going to do it. Over this past year, I have had 10 top posts on my website, Capturing the Charmed Life. And I find them very interesting that they are the top 10. I think it speaks a little bit about what people want to learn from me and also what they might seem as most valuable in their world. Of course, we're all different. So we're not necessarily all going to identify with these top 10 posts, but I thought I'd share a little bit about me with you so we can get to know each other a bit better. Of course, this is a two-way conversation and I would love to hear a little bit more about you. So you can head over to my website, to the show notes page for this podcast episode and share in the speak pipe app a little bit about your homeschool story. But if you don't feel comfortable leaving a voice message, you're also welcome to send me a message in all the conventional ways, Facebook, Instagram, my email, my website, probably going to my website would be the easiest way to contact me. So what were the most read posts of 2021? Even I want to know. Drum roll, please. Okay, so as I look back at what 2021 has been in my personal life, in my writing life, in my mentoring life, in my podcasting life, I'm considering what y'all have been most interested in learning from me. And this is what it is. The 10th most popular post is titled, It's a Homestead Life for Us. This is a story about how we ended up on a homestead. Because not all six of our homeschool family members thought living an hour away from town, off-grid, in a 500-square-foot cabin was a fabulous idea when I first came up with that idea. My husband reminded me that we'd have three teenage girls when we built that off-grid cabin. So actually, we didn't. We didn't build an off-grid cabin an hour away from town in a 500-square-foot space for all six of us. It definitely turned out a whole lot bigger than originally planned, and it's about 15 to 20 minutes outside of town. But every ounce of it has been a dream, an expensive dream, but a beautiful dream that I am so grateful for. And so this last year, we brought to our homestead three goats, Clover, Thistle, her daughter Thistle, and a Nubian goat named Poppy. We've already had our great peer Puppy 
brought home about four years ago. Boy, was she a handful to learn. In fact, she still is. Her name is Violet. And we have on and off around 20 to 30 chickens, backyard laying hens, and one rooster of Cluckingham Palace. His name is King Henry. And the Cluckingham princesses all have unique names as well. Summer of 2019, I started a bed and breakfast called the Giverny of the Mountains Bed and Breakfast because I love Claude Monet. Giverny is his garden and the blues and the greens are very soothing and comforting to me. Love them. I live in a mountainside home above a river in a lovely quaint town and this is the homestead life for us. I'll add that neither my husband nor I grew up on a homestead or farm. I grew up generally in the suburbs and my husband grew up in a small town with a large garden, but no animals. And um, he never intended to live this homestead life. That was definitely my idea. In fact, he is a physician, a medical physician at our local hospital. So it's a very different life. And on that note, my background also was nursing. I have a Bachelor of Science in Nursing degree, and I worked for a year before our oldest daughter, who's now 21, arrived in our family. So that is the top 10th post on my website, Capturing the Charm Life. The ninth most popular post is Welcome to Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast and Why I Homeschool. Why is this podcast episode so popular? Because it's our homeschool story. It's also the very first podcast episode that I published. It's why I came to homeschool. And it was definitely a kind of funny reason why we came to homeschool. It was most definitely unexpected. The eighth most popular post was teaching literary devices to homeschool high school students using pop culture references. If you're not clear what a literary device is, I encourage you to go check that one out because I put that together for my high school daughter to reintroduce her to these literary devices and I wanted her to enjoy it. And she's not a conventional learner who wants to sit down with a textbook and just read through things. She doesn't really like listening to lectures and have something, someone telling her how to engage something. So I was trying to find clever ways for her to come to understand what a literary device even was. So using pop culture references like Taylor Swift and Disney movies and all sorts of things you could find off the YouTube did I just say find off the YouTube? That is so dating me. Or the TikTok. Anyway, <laughs> I routinely look at this literary device post to refresh what certain literary devices even are. Yes, I'm a writer. But you know, I don't have that stuff memorized. It's like hyperboles and onomatopoeias and personification. And I could keep going. But this particular post is just fun. The seventh most popular post kind of has me in giggles because I really don't understand why it's one of the most popular posts. It is based on a book that I read by Sarah Susanka called The Not-So-Big House. No, not The Not-So-Big Life that I'm always talking about. That is an amazing book, a huge book for my life, The Not-So-Big Life by Sarah Susanka. 
You can actually hear me interview Sarah, season one of this podcast. I was so excited chatting with her. It was completely surreal having a conversation with somebody that had an incredible influence on my life. Um, But this book that she wrote is called The Not-So-Big House. I went through this book, The Not-So-Big House, so I could get my ideas on how to build and design a house, which we did. But this particular post is all about variety of ceiling heights, a concept that she shares about in her house design book, The Not-So-Big House. And um, it has actually played out to be very true that a variety of ceiling heights really does influence how you experience a space, but it's ceiling heights. So I like totally don't get how this post is one of the most popular posts on my website. I continue to marvel at how this singular post has done this well. Are there a whole bunch of homeschool moms looking to build or redesign their homes? I wrote this post and a variety of other posts when I was building and designing this homestead. Okay, so the sixth most popular post on my website is homeschooling in British Columbia. How to do it and what are the options? This is a consistently popular post because A, I live in British Columbia, B, it outlines how to do homeschooling in British Columbia, and C, there aren't a lot of homeschool moms writing about homeschooling in British Columbia. But stay posted because homeschooling and previously known as online learning are on the cusp of having some rather interesting changes in the upcoming year. This next Thursday, I'm opening time for new to homeschool or homeschool curious people to explore how to homeschool in British Columbia. So if you hear this before the following Thursday, you are welcome to ask me for a link and I will send you my way and we'll meet up virtually to discuss all the ins and outs. Okay, so the fifth most popular post is seven ways Brene Brown rescued me from one of those homeschool days. Now, this is a post that makes sense to me why it was so popular because, um, Brene Brown, love her. And she had a huge impact on my homeschool four years in to my homeschool experience when I just was really done homeschooling and wanted the yellow bus to stop in front of my house so I could push my kids on it and have a peaceful, restful day. Okay, so I didn't. And there's a lot more to that story. It, frankly, it compelled me to write the book, Homeschool Mama Self-Care, Nurturing the Nurturer, which also compelled me to create this podcast. And it also compelled me to begin mentoring other homeschool moms. So Brene Brown had a huge impact on my homeschool and my life. I'm sure you might be able to say the same. The authors that influence how I show up on purpose in my homeschool are the same authors that can help you show up on purpose in your homeschool. Brene Brown easily influences our homeschool, as all of her life lessons are translatable somehow. If you want to learn how other authors influence our homeschools and help us show up on purpose in our homeschools, you can join us at the Homeschool Mama Book Club every month. This month, January 20th, we're going to be talking about the book by Gretchen Rubin, a New York Times bestselling book called The Happiness Project. This one is going to be so much fun. 
The fourth post most popular this year is called How to Survive the Pandemic When You Homeschool. Am I surprised? Not at all. Not at all. We have still yet to decide whether we have survived the pandemic when we homeschool. But with a title like that, you will understand why this post is so popular. But when you hear the two ladies that I'm interviewing, Angela and Marin from Homeschool Unrefined podcast, you're also going to scooch over onto their podcast and subscribe to them because they are so much fun to listen to. Just this last week, I published a post called 14 Powerful Approaches to Overcoming Overwhelm in Your Homeschool Through a Pandemic. Because even before a pandemic, homeschool moms were overwhelmed, but we have a few more reasons these days. So if you're interested, I've also got that on the website. The third most popular post was Raising Critical Thinkers, A Parent's Guide to Raising Wise Kids with Julie Bogart. Are you surprised? I don't think so. No doubt an interview with Julie Bogart would be one of the most popular posts of my entire year. If you don't already know her, you will love her. You can listen to an interview that I had, my very first interview with her. You'll find a link on the show notes. And if you do already know her, you'll be introduced to not just Julie Bogart, the homeschool mom, not Julie Bogart, the brave learner, not Julie Bogart, the kids homeschool writing instructor, but you'll be introduced to Professor Julie and learn why this woman is a thought leader in our homeschool community. She will help us raise wise kids. And if you listen to that podcast episode, you will know why I think that too. The second most popular post of this year is all the homeschool mama resources for you. That's what it's called. It's all the homeschool mama resources just for you, just as the title suggests. Every downloadable resource that I have available in this post. And the secret password, Christmas gift. Enjoy. And the first most popular post of the entire 2021 year is, drumroll please, a post about how to teach our children solitude. Inspiring words from Maya Angelou. How appropriate. A discussion of Maya Angelou's words being the most popular post on my website. I am so pleased that it is because this woman has so much wisdom to impart. We rarely experience solitude in our culture and we hardly know its benefit. So we certainly don't think to teach it to our children. Our Western culture teaches us to love public attention, and naturally our ego appreciates it, until it doesn't get that public attention. Our Western culture teaches us that extroversion is favorable, even necessary, healthy, normal. Our Western culture teaches us that constant activity equals importance, value, purpose. Our Western culture teaches us that we should search for meaning outside of ourselves, preferably in crowds of others. Maya Angelou teaches us about teaching our children how to wield solitude. So if you're interested in any of those posts, you can head on over to www.capturingthecharmedlife.com. I hope you and your kids have a charmed year. I raise my glass to 2022. May it surprise all of us. 
One might think that the Christmas tree should come down, but um, it's not dead yet, even though my husband said that maybe we could feed it to the goats, which sounds like an odd thing to do, but if you have goats, you know that they love them. Okay, so I am coming to you live from my great room, and I am not only seeing a beautiful Christmas tree, but I am also seeing my lovely diffuser. Thank you, Kristen Mercer at Mercentials. It is absolutely beautiful, and it smells like cinnamon bark, a hot, spicy fragrance that's said to unlock feelings of abundance. Apparently, Violet agrees. That's all I can say. I can say that it really does smell very inviting and you gotta try this out. So if you'd like to, you can try it by checking out her site, Essentials, Kristen with Mercer and Essentials and Essential Oils. I think we've got Violet's vote of confidence. Until next time, I hope you and your kids have a charmed week or if you're having one of those weeks, I hope you can reframe your challenges and turn them into your homeschool charms.